Hello, and welcome to Progress and Work. I'm your host, Patrick Figures, and this week we are talking about hard conversations. This episode's a reading of a blog that was published on July 21st, Tuesday, 2020. So if you're anything like me, there's a pretty good chance that you've been putting off a hard conversation recently. And if that's the case, uh, I'm not going to be the one to blame you, because no one's really any good at hard conversations. It's one of those things that, at best, you hope that you're not terrible at. Even the best leaders struggle when confronted with what I consider the most essential elements of defining a hard conversation, opposing opinions, strong emotions, and high stakes. To make things worse, these conversations are often make or break. You only get one chance to fire someone. You only get one chance to ask for a raise. You only get one chance to confront someone that you care about regarding a sensitive issue. There's no reset button if you screw up. So naturally, we avoid these conversations. We do nothing. Not because we really want to do nothing, but because it's the safest thing to do. And in turn, these situations always fester, making it that much harder to address in the future. To overcome this tendency to procrastinate, what we have to do as leaders, as managers, is develop the tools to address these conversations early and tactfully, thus empowering ourselves to be more proactive about these difficult situations. And what's the best way to do this? You have to keep the other person's mind open about having a challenging conversation. You want the other person that you're trying to talk to to be A, willing to have the conversation, and B, to be open to hearing your perspective in that conversation. And to achieve this, you need to have a clear idea of what you want, an understanding of why the other person would want what you want, and a script to start with that communicates these things neatly. First off, what do you want? Before the conversation even starts, take a minute to reflect on the outcome you're actually looking for. What are you hoping to accomplish? If you're asking for a raise, talking to a spouse about finances, or confronting a coworker about their shoddy work, what is the range of outcomes that you would be satisfied with in this conversation? Because if you don't have a clear objective, you're not going to be prepared as the conversation takes natural curves. Make your ask specific and be prepared to be open and honest and potentially vulnerable about where you're coming from. You also need to consider the other person's perspective. What kind of pushback are they going to give you? What would prevent them from agreeing with what you're bringing them? Secondly, why should the other person care about what you want? Why is what you're asking for important? How does it affect the other person? How are they served through this conversation? In any hard conversation, it's important to find common ground that both people can stand on. If you're asking for a raise, then it's highly likely that you and your boss both want the thing that's behind your request for the raise, which is your desire to feel adequately valued. That's something you both want. The common ground you share serves as a good jumping off point for the conversation. If you're working through spousal disagreements around money, your common ground might be that you both want to be in a stable and healthy financial situation. If you're talking with a disruptive coworker, your common ground might be that you both want to have a productive working relationship. By understanding this approach, you're going to find that it also helps you to empathize with the other person's perspective. 
Because if we all want the same thing deep down, then the person disagreeing with you isn't out to get you. They just feel differently about how to get the thing that you're talking about. It becomes a discussion about tactics and prioritization, not a discussion about values. You and the other person are actually on the same team. Thirdly, knowing exactly what you're going to say. Equipped with a clear understanding of what you want and the common ground you're working from, you need to combine all of these elements into an opening statement. Your statement should be brief, clear, and communicate everything that we've previously discussed. The basic formula that everyone should use is A. I have something that I'd like to talk to you about. B. It affects you because it impacts something we both want. C. I'd like to have a dialogue or conversation about it. D. The outcome I'm hoping for is state the outcome. Here's an example. Hey, boss, I want to talk to you about my compensation. Recently, I'm worried that I'm not adequately compensated for whatever reasons you have. It's important to me that this is a place that values my contributions and compensates me accordingly. I'd like to talk about this openly, and I'm really hoping that you would consider the outcome you're hoping for. Now, is this perfect? Absolutely not. But you're not shooting for perfect because there's no perfect way to have one of these conversations. Your goal is actually to minimize the level of cringe and awkwardness involved in this conversation, not to eliminate it. The opening is meant to open the door for you to get into this conversation. For that reason, you should practice it. Practice until it feels authentic to you and captures the heart of what you're trying to say. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just needs to get the conversation started. And something important to keep in mind, you will not be able to force someone into talking to you if they don't want to. If the other person doesn't seem open to the conversation, do not force it. Just because you want to talk, just because you have this anxious feeling and this need to get something off your chest, doesn't mean you can force the other person into a dialogue with you. That's the worst thing that you could do. Additionally, do not pursue the conversation if the other person seems agitated or defensive. If someone says, yeah, sure, I'll talk about it, but all of their body language and nonverbal signals are telling you that this is not a conversation that they are wanting to have or open to having, do not pursue it. The worst thing you can do is start things off in a conversation like this on the wrong foot or risk the conversation going poorly. As I said before, you can't redo one of these conversations if it goes poorly. In conclusion, one of the core differences between good and great leaders is how they handle these kinds of interactions. Engaging in these conversations is an essential step on your leadership journey, but don't put too much pressure on yourself to be perfect at it. Again, you're not going to be perfect. Your hope is to keep these conversations from crippling you. It's just as important for you to be a great listener or to learn how to compromise. There are other skills that are, are an essential part of your leadership journey. All of these skills take practice. So don't be surprised if your first few attempts in having these challenging conversations are rocky and painful. Again, there's no such thing as an easy, hard conversation. Good luck out there.